If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Come along with the snorks. Yeah. Sing along with the snorks. Snork them. Something, something. <laughs> na, 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 Stupid, na, 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 na. That's all right. That's all right. Along what kind with of cartoons the snorks. Have you been watching, dude? Bro, it's, it's the <laughs> worst cartoon that's uh, ever happened, I hey, think. It's. I got it. Some so we, weird shit. Yeah, it was a that was a not, not bad. We have a, a Giuseppe. Is that your full name, Joe? Giuseppe. No, Joseph. All right, Giuseppe. So yeah. I mean, yeah. If I, if I go to Italy, it is. Yeah. 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 Joe Joe Donnelly's with us here today, and uh, I didn't tell you this earlier, but um, uh, Adam has a massive crush on you. Oh, <laughs> it's me weird. Out. Does so he we, ever? Like, he doesn't stop talking about you're telling you. me something I didn't already know. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The uh, excessive he's, amount of sexting that goes on. <laughs> this was even before I had I his number saved in my phone. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who's sending me all these dick pics? Just this is weird. Seriously. I was like, it's a nice looking penis, but I'm like, I'm going to have your number saved, so it's kind of awkward. He uses the panorama function. Oh, oh trust me. Oh, and he uses like, the Photoshop. Oh, my God. Putting like the little like deer antlers on it at Christmas time. It's just awkward. Oh, swear to God, bro. It's the real side. Does he do what he makes it do Like when he sends it to me? like makes it wink somehow. I don't know how he did that. Now that's America's kind of weird. It only has one eye. Uh-huh. Only got one eye, so well, told you mm-hmm. change the name to Mind Pimp, and the eye and the logo will be a penis. <laughs> we, we might Just have to dick. after our, our last episode of coming after shreds, dude. We got uh, we, we mm-hmm. might they might try and come sue us. It's so we'll not see. like they have the money to pay an attorney right now. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not doing Boom. Any pro bono work for you. Boom. Yeah, no yeah you know what? Yeah, it's funny. You know, it's funny bringing bringing them up. You know, I, I don't I know what uh, we were, we weren't planning on this direction, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how this, that's <laughs> yeah. how we fucking roll. I I'm I'm fascinated by how many people fall into the the facade. You know what I'm saying? Like how many people, uh, th- those that are really attached to to people in the industry and, and and the movers and the shakers of what we do get it and understand. But 90% of the people that are following so that I just get so sucked in and bought into this whole well, thing. Well, and here's the thing. So I'm going to look at this a little bit of objectively. Um, that was by design. I, I give them a lot of credit. And their business model is that they were going to create something that hadn't been there. So you create this persona of Shreds is like cool and is hip and, and you build these people We've really never done anything, uh, and you built. It's true, you know. I think yeah. I think Paige, you know, she's great at business, whatever she does. But I think she did one show and she took like 18th out of like 12 girls. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. now she's, she's hugely famous, so good for her. Yeah. But they built these people out of nothing. They created this cool facade, um, and people bought into it. And so it is, you know, whether you like shreds or not, or, or you think their products are good or not, that's completely arbitrary. It's the fact that. Um, he created a market for himself through social media that had never been done before, which is ingenious. I think if anybody could could do it, they, you know, they would do it. I think that the only difference we would probably is that I think once we came out with protein, we'd probably spell way correctly instead of you know, so, <laughs> W-E-Y, but they, you know, uh, I don't think GNC liked that much. So much. I, I heard this. I don't know if you if you know anything about this, but uh, and so for, what happened to me when I, when I first started and uh, getting into the whole social media, because I was not an Instagram, Facebook guy. Uh, very much so saw where it was going as far as business wise. I started building a uh, building a brand around myself. Right. And and I thought, OK, this is perfect. Um, I was leaving the cannabis industry at that time and I'm getting back into fitness, which is my passion. I love to do at the time. I got fat. I thought, OK, this is perfect. I'm in my 30s. I'm fat now. I'm going to do this. whole. You were, you were husky. It wasn't <laughs> fat. <laughs> I was pudgy. Yeah. He was yeah. on a three year. You were pudgy. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. 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 Three year. Three year bulk. Right. So I, I decided, OK, this is perfect. You know, I'm because uh, as, as a trainer, when I was young, I, and I, being a, a kid that had a fast metabolism, you know, clients would, could never relate to me. They'd always say, oh, you don't understand, you know, wait till you get older and you don't know what it's like to be fat. And so I remember looking at myself being like, holy shit, like, okay, I'm here now. This is a perfect opportunity for me to show the world that like, I kind of know what the fuck I'm doing. So I decided to document all this and I document all of it. Well, why that happened? A lot of these pages started to pick me up and they started to post me and stuff like that. Like, you know, uh, your, uh, what were they, the shout out pages, right? Yeah. yeah. They started shouting me share out. Share for share. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. Started shouting me out, so which was great. And, it, and it's a, a big part of the reason why I started to grow. Well, then I grew to a point where I actually had quite a bit of people following me and some some sort of control in the fitness. And, and, I, and knowing, like Joe, I'm also somebody who speaks out on my Instagram, especially at the beginning. And all of a sudden, those pages weren't responding to me. Yep. And I was like, what the fuck? They were plugging me like crazy and, and all kinds of love. And then all of a sudden I, I grew to a certain point. Now, no love whatsoever. Unfortunately, uh, we call this the individualistic phenomenon. Once uh, once you develop any kind of your own following or your own momentum um, and any kind of individual message of your own, you magically stop getting uh, 
love from those pages. Wow. Now, I'm not going to say that a certain company controlled all those pages, but I'm going to say that they did. Um, <laughs> and so you weren't an employee of that company, and you weren't benefiting them in any way, and probably they worried a little bit that uh, someone with an individualistic mind of your own and a message of your own could grow a little too big and cause them damage like you're doing now with your own radio show. <laughs> this is just a theory. It's not proven by any facts okay. other than the facts in my head, so. <laughs> Which are all verifiable. <laughs> my studies that Sal has references to. I have, I, yeah, I, wrote, uh, so, I yeah. love how you, I have you know, dance around, around that. I, um, it's, it's perfect. It seems to me like social media has been just massively disrupting to the fitness industry. And what I, what I mean by disrupting is it seems to be flipping everything on its head, yes. changing everything. Uh, uh, Shreds is an example. It's a supplement company that doesn't sell supplements in right. stores. It's a marketing company. It's a marketing yes. company. Yeah. So uh, they, they wrote the book on it. Now, whether they succeed or not, who knows? I don't right. you know. Uh, that doesn't matter, right? But the future looks like Well, they had that. a good run. Let's just say they had a, they had a nice run. Well, it looks like that. Got the a lot of people famous. Right. I think the bigger picture, kind of what Sal touched on, is this: is that you've got um, people who are unqualified to be viewed as um, professionals, mm. fitness professionals, celebrities, um, giving advice that's that's not true, that's false. I mean, I mean, I've seen if I've seen one post, I've seen a million of them where people are giving incorrect information or portraying oh you know don't go out on a friday night and you've got to stay in and eat your tilapia and your asparagus and you got to do your fasted cardio and it's like you're promoting this unrealistic lifestyle and some people the only way that they can be lean and in shape is if they have to do x y and z well you don't even know what it is you're talking about <laughs> right. uh, and you don't know you don't know any science behind it and i see people i remember when they they you know, i'm not knocking flavor god the uh you know seasonings whatever there's nothing, i'm sure they're great they sent them to me and i and i tried them and i was like this is fucking horrible <laughs> because there was, well there was no sodium in them and it's like so it's not gonna taste good well it didn't yeah. taste good but also it's like why do i not want to have sodium in my diet everyone's right. like oh it makes you bloated does it really no <laughs> right you know if you know anything about science like sodium and and getting enough water in your body it's like what keeps the hormone andestone like at bay that's what and so when you cut sodium out you cut water out um that hormone causes you to actually retain you get water. get rebound. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like you, people are so worried about having any sodium in their body. Like, oh, I have no sodium in the week of my show. Well, yeah, that's why you look soft on stage. Mm. <laughs> you were great 10 days out, and then you did the wrong thing leading up. You did cardio the day before your show, and you cut your water. And all of a sudden, oh, you look soft? You know what? Next time, try going. Try the night before having 4,000 milligrams of sodium and some carbs and, pull a and watch how dry and good you look. So all it's right. all these people that are unqualified. Um, that are now self-proclaimed or proclaimed because they, they had their, their social media following built up. People view them as they know what the fuck they're talking about. Can I curse? I'm, I'm, yeah. Oh, can you fucking oh, that's right. fuck can you? you. Fucking that's curse. right. At 8.30 in the morning, my whole office heard about ball sweat. And, um, yeah. I, get, I know. I get a text from Joe and, he, and I, I sent him over. Well, he tells me to play this episode. And I, and yours, like, I, I didn't mean on the like fucking Over the loudspeaker. Well, Come I wanted on, people man. to hear it. I didn't, I, yeah. Dude, we put that as a cautionary thing. Like oh, We used to do that all the time. Mind like, pumping. Please don't never, play this at work. Never I'm, should be like, listening to I'm really it's not lucky a that all the human resource complaints come to me. Yeah, it's good that you own the company. Because yeah, yeah, like 80% of them will be involved with me. They're like, hey, he was playing something about ball sweat yeah. and talking about ass to mouth, yeah. and it was just not good. Ass to mouth. ATM. So uh, speaking of sodium. I make you, deposits. Did you guys know that science has just come out showing that people with low sodium intake actually die earlier on average than people yeah. with high sodium intake? They're actually they're reviewing the, those uh, uh, those types of um, recommendations that we've been giving people for so long. It probably it might not be a good idea to have a, such a low sodium diet well, here, unless you're directed by your doctor or right. some kind of strain. That's what I was just gonna say. Yeah. So it's it's only if you have you know like high blood pressure or you're overweight. But if you're someone who's active and you're drinking a lot you of water, need so, you, you need have a lot to have of sodium. sodium. Right. And, and sodium like helps you helps you like train harder. And it, if you don't have sodium in your diet, like you, you can't burn as much body fat. You can't build. I mean, it's like sodium. It has such this negative view. People are like, oh, if I, if I, if I eat a hamburger, if I have this, I, I blow up the next day from all of a sudden. No, no. it's because you're fat. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's true. It is yeah. true. People are like, I had, I had a donut and I got fat. And I'm like, it must you, be the sodium. I'm like, but you also said you had a scoop of whey protein. And you got and you got you got bloated. No, you, you're just you're you're fat. Yeah. Like you're, you know, like come on, you're, you're over consuming. Is what it is. it's yeah. the seven thousand calories you had. Exactly. <laughs> it's actually you're it's, bulking yeah. on thirty percent body fat. That's the problem. It's true. Sodium <laughs> right. has been demonized, and the truth is, uh, wars were fought over salt. Oh, Thousands yeah. of years ago, yep. massive wars were because sodium is essential. Yes. If you don't need any sodium, you're going to die. Yeah, I, yeah. I have to say, you know what? I read a post. You said it. I don't remember what day it was when you said it. You, we have to talk about this because you just said it. The bulking. The bulking thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. The bulking thing to me ago. is, I mean, yeah. we, and we talk a little bit about this, how, you know, uh, Sal and I do a lot of mini, mini cuts and mini bulks. And, right. and by mini, we're not trying to live in a surplus longer than about three or four weeks right. at a time right. like that. Right. And yet you got these guys. Okay. So, yeah. So I'll try to be uh, <laughs> as unoffensive about this. as No, as, please be as dude, offensive. Dude, who are I, you? I was. I thought you were going to be like all yeah. crazy. Hey, 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 give a chance. Yeah. Yeah. You pour, you pour moron? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Did you not see the fucking smile on my face? Do you think I'm not going to be unoffensive? All the way down here to be politically correct. Jesus Christ! (laughs) (laughs) I would have went on another radio show, bro. Okay, so um, what I basically said is that if if when people post about bulking, you're you're either stupid or you're a moron. That's kind of the same thing. No, but here's why. Um, Now I I don't denote bulking as just being in surplus of 500 calories or a thousand day. When I when I say bulking, I mean for men it's like over 15 percent body fat. Like. Studies show that that at over 15% body fat, your testosterone levels start to decrease. We all know as test levels decrease, you build muscle at a slower rate. In addition, if you go up to like 15, 18, 20% body fat uh, and you put on 20 or 30 pounds, you think you're bulking, you're building muscle faster, you're not because at what point uh, you have to start stripping that that you know all that body fat down, doing cardio, cutting calories, and you're going to lose muscle no matter what. Um, so people confuse that with they're like, well, wait a minute. They're like, how do I build muscle? Dude, you can be 700 calories surplus each day and working hard and, and not be 15% body fat. Right. You, know, you can be ten or twelve percent and be bulking, but you know, do it in a in a healthy manner. Um, and the other thing is, so it's like when I see these guys that are like off season, you know, time to bulk and they're getting fat. Well, you're either on drugs or you're an idiot because your testosterone, if you're natural, your testosterone levels can't be stimulated at twenty two or twenty five percent. So the general rule of thumb is just don't lose definition of your abs. Now, if you're a pro bodybuilder, okay, that that's 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 your you know paying right. your bills. That's fine. Um, but for the average person, you know, to go like that's why I said the other day I was talking to Whitney Reed about this. I said they should call all those men's physique guys that compete at the Olympia back on stage three weeks after the show, and they should do a confirmation round because they all gain like thirty pounds after the show. That's not you're oh, not even so you're not even exaggerating. Idea. Like yeah. I said at the show, that kid Ryan Terry. I don't know if you guys saw the comparisons. <clears throat> the kid from the UK who took yeah. fourth. If he was American, he would have won. He looked he the most ridiculous Dude, physique so ever. So crazy you said that. And he and just posted a picture the other day shooting the cover of a magazine. He looked as good as his day. He's of stage. got a badass. Physique. And I'm like, that's a men's physique champion right there right. because he lives it year round. There and he's a go. nice kid. He's not a douchebag. Um, but it's like, what 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 kind of role model are you if you can only get in shape one day a year? Well, you know, here's the things we need to clarify too with excess body weight. Now, excess body weight or even excess body fat can be beneficial for certain things, right? If you're playing football and there's a certain position where extra mass helps you, sure. If you're a lifter and you're not in a weight category, sometimes gaining weight makes you stronger. It has to do things with, you know, leverage, uh, you know, uh, types of energy production. But what you're saying is absolutely correct. And let's let's just take the average person. Let's say we take the average natural lifter. They would be blessed. They would be absolutely blessed. It would be a miracle if they could gain one pound of lean body mass a week. That's a lot, right? Four pounds of lean muscle a week. Let's just say that they were able to do that. How many calories do you need to build a pound of muscle? You don't need much. How many grams of protein are in a pound of beef? You see what I'm saying? Right. Maybe 100. Divide that over seven days. Right. You don't need to eat 1,000 extra calories a day to gain muscle. It's just not It's just not, not true. And so that's where you get these bulking myths. And some, a lot of it was perpetrated by supplement companies. Yep. Yeah. You know, back in the day, I think when we were kids, the most popular supplements were the Mega weight gainers. Remember Mega oh, Mass? Yeah, 2,500 yeah, yeah. calories. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> do you remember the big bucket? Yep. And it was like the, the serving scoop was like half the bucket. Yeah, four. The serving <laughs> scoop was like the thing you used to make like sandcastles with. Yeah. I remember my mother had to buy a bigger blender. She's like, it's it's like sludge. Like you can't even drink it. Yeah. No. Oh and then God. you shit yourself afterwards anyway. Horrible. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So that, you know, that, and same thing with, you know, cutting. You know, if you start to diet for too long or in a deficit for too long, your body adapts. Absolutely. I mean, you, you know, we know stories of uh, athletes who, you know, are able to somehow live off of uh, under a thousand calories a day because their bodies are so damaged. I mean, it's crazy. I'll tell you right now, I, I, I could, if I had one more drink, I could call a bunch of very famous Instagram <laughs> What do you mean one more drink? Out. Could you please call um, yeah, But I mean, please. literally people that post pictures of like, oh, pizza or cheat meal, this and that, and they literally, they, they wouldn't, couldn't even sit too close to it. Um, you know, like they can't go a day without doing like two cardio sessions, but they'll post pictures because they're trying to relate to the general public mm. of, oh, here's cheat meal day or getting these gains. But literally their whole diet is like. Um, asparagus and fish and oh, chicken God. and yeah, it's like it's like ridiculous because their their metabolisms are so damaged for doing yeah. things and, and they're afraid to like step outside and try to fix it you know they're afraid mm-hmm. to be like well wait a minute I gotta 
reverse diet. I have to add in some calories, like actually eat. Uh, They're a so scared to carb. do it. Well, because they have not. It's less of that. I think they don't fucking know. They don't know. Yeah. They don't. Well, know. I mean, I, I've clueless. tried. I mean, I had friends I've tried to like counsel. But this is what you have to do. They're like, no. I mean, well, I mean, literally took a girl out on a date once who's a very well-known fitness girl and, and ordered sushi and she was like picking the rice out of your sushi roll and i'm like why did you just order sashimi she's like well i just i can't eat just the raw fish i'm like so you're gonna eat like the seaweed and the little piece of a vegetable i'm like the i was real, like this is like the worst date ever the real question is though, did she let you have anal sex afterwards Dude, i was so turned <laughs> off <laughs> that's the real question well <laughs> You knew that was coming, Joe. Um, you my got you with Joe. me, bro. Oh, I love it. <laughs> she was she was going to let me, but I was kind of annoyed. <laughs> I kind of, so I kind of chastised her in the car about uh, yeah. about about eating like that, and I told her it was a complete turnoff. And I didn't care how hot she was or how big her ass implants were. That I no, you passed on the anal. Sex. No, no, I did take care of it later. Okay, oh, but, yeah. I, but, I, but I definitely definitely annoyed her. For Bravo. Yeah, did, uh, did you? Yeah. Did I'm you, still a man. I mean, yeah, I, you know, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I paid good money for that sushi. Embarrass me. Almost took your man card. Our server thought that she was like retarded or something. Oh my god. He's like, why did she take the chopsticks and not eat the food but pick apart the sushi roll oh and she just God. ate like the vegetables there was, there was like a little bit of crab meat and just she's like oh. a lot of cholesterol in this i'm like oh eat it you need you cholesterol need, just yeah. go throw up later Please. in the bathroom but don't embarrass me <laughs> go through like up. don't be like anorexic oh, adopt bulimia like just throw up in the bathroom <laughs> oh i'm serious God. like it's a bet like it's a better version of a eating disorder because i don't have to see it you know <laughs> Just rinse your mouth out and then we'll get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go have your whey protein, W-E-Y. Yeah. You, know, uh, you know, we had uh, we had we had a, a kind of a QA up on your on your page where you're you're telling people you're gonna be on Mind Pump, they're asking questions. And a lot of the questions had to do with, you know, if some people are natural, if, oh, is this athlete natural? Good Lord. Are you natural? I'm oh. gonna say something. I'm gonna say something right now. Now meeting you in person. Who the, the fuck thing. cares? Well, first of all, besides that, you're gonna say Joe's natural because he's not nearly as impressive in person. Thank you very much. I no. know my physique is mediocre at best. No, that's, no, no. In that's, good lighting. That's not he's, even what I'm gonna he's say. Significantly bigger than I. That's yeah, not even what I'm gonna say. Not Here, even close. Here's you're what a I'm beast. gonna say. Here's Come what I'm on. gonna say. Joe is first of all, you were in the NFL, right? You played professional sports uh, briefly. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Like if, like a cup of Gatorade. Okay. Here's the deal. I'm like, here, Michael Vick. Here's your drink. I'm out of here. No dog fights. I'm good. Here, I'm looking at you right now, and you're just a big dude. Muscle or not, you're just a big guy. That's the way you're built. If you didn't work out, you would still- look athletic, though. Right, but you would still be bigger than me. Looks are deceiving. And when I stumble up the stairs, it was not athletic, trust me. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see we have the kid play play dance-off later. That's an athlete. Where we tap the feet together, right? Then we do the- but you, circle thing. but you get my yeah. point. My point yeah. is, uh, you know, genes play such a huge, huge role, massive role. And I'm, I'm looking at you, and the guy's just a big dude. If he didn't work out, he, he'd probably be bigger than me anyway. I'd be like a 200 pound version of Screech from Say by the Bell. Right? That's, yeah. That's, I that's lift. Clear. Listen, let me tell you something. I train my ass off. I'm scientific about everything. I fucking max them, and I weigh 200 pounds. If you didn't lift weights, you'd be 200 pounds. So I'll be honest. What I, what I think is holding you back is why I told you the Arnold Schwarzenegger story. I think oh, okay. that getting married oh, helps help you back. You back you oh. know? Like remember, like oh. Arnold said. <laughs> yes, he Ar- did. Arnold oh, was God. like, "Listen, he's like you. You are, you know, you're yeah. a good-looking guy." I don't know why I'm doing an Indian accent. That's weird. <laughs> 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 also, when I was talking like my anesthesiologist, you, you are a good-looking guy. You know, you don't get married. Okay, so pretend I'm talking like Arnold, but he's just like, why? Why do you want to get married? You know, yeah. it'll, it'll screw, it'll screw up your life. All right, so, so let, 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 I want to ask you this. This okay. is a good, this is a good question. Uh, uh, I know some, some about you. I talked to you earlier. Yep. You're very successful in the fitness industry, and there's not a lot of people who are truly successful, self-made people in the fitness industry. What kind of advice can you give people? Because we have a lot of people that listen right now that right. want to make money in fitness. And what they do is they look at social media. They see these people who are, quote unquote, sponsored by whatever company. And they think that's the way to be successful. Right. Is that the way to be successful? Or, or what do you yeah, think? What's, what's, a, what's well, a good so approach? I think, okay, well, first of all, I appreciate the compliment. But second, I think that it depends how we define success. Um, so if you define success as you have a big fan base and you have a lot of followers um, and you have a notoriety and fame, okay, then, you know, just being with the right company and getting promoted um, can will be make you successful. I don't define success like that. Um, mm-hmm. If you have a half a million followers or a million followers and you're not converting ridiculous amounts of income every month, um, then you're not successful. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, why are you doing it? You're doing it because um, you want to have your ego floated. You want to have people tell you how great you are. The affirmation. That's, that just leads you in the wrong directions. That's why we have so few relationships in the fitness industry and bodybuilders that, that are successful because – 
people get all this attention from all these subjective third parties um, and they, they're achieved infidelity and they just their egos get blown out of proportion. Uh, by and large part, it's people that have never really created anything. They've never really done anything in life. So mm-hmm. when people become overnight celebrities, it goes to their head. Um, someone like myself, I worked my whole life to to get the you know college scholarship and, and get a shot to play in the NFL, uh, you know, and things didn't work out. But it's like I busted my ass to be where I am, where I to get there. So now to be the status that I have in the fitness industry, um, it's I look at it as a business. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't yeah. care how many followers I have. I don't, I don't look at compliments. Um, people always talk about oh, ignore the haters or, or use haters for your motivation. That stuff doesn't. I could. That's that's a stupid comment in itself. I can address that later, but. The biggest negative is when you listen to the, the yes men and the compliments and the kiss asses because they start telling you how great you how great they think right. you are. Um, and here's the truth: you're never as bad as they talk about you. You're also never as good as they say. Um, so it really depends on we're talking about how do you define success. And so you got to be careful about how you look and how you idolize people. A lot of these people just have these huge, massive followings. Um, but they can't they can't make any money. They can't sell anything. Or or they're like, oh, I'm sponsored by five companies and blah, blah, blah. Okay, but do you own anything? Because sure, maybe you've got five companies and you're making 10 or 15 or 20 grand a month, but those contracts are six-month contracts, year contracts. Um, company shits the bed. I mean, look at like company like Muscle Farm, quarter million dollars in sales. They could be gone tomorrow. They've cut cut all their athletes, people that are making five, 10 grand a month. So here today, gone tomorrow. So mm-hmm. be careful when you put all of your income into these sponsors, but you don't actually own anything. Um, so it's cool to make, you know, maybe 10 grand a month in the fitness industry. Um, it's really cool to make a hundred grand a month or 200 grand or 300 grand a wow. month. But you have to be, you have to, to, to build your brand with the idea of um, this is where I'm going with things. So it's like for myself, um, I'm not a selfie guy. I don't, you know, post that stuff. I don't do it one because I'm yeah, not, I noticed that. Man. Well, but I'm saying, but yeah. I'm not as good looking as you are. So I, it's like I don't well, take pictures. I mean, it's hard. You know, you gotta take <laughs> seven, to compete like, with this. You take thirty <laughs> selfies and you're like, Jesus, they're all one's worse Jeez. than the next. You know, <laughs> I gotta um, keep it in black and white. I keep it blurry. I use yeah. like the defocus. You know, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Um, I got gotcha. you. But but really, so it's like I I use social media to convey information to make people laugh um to ruffle some feathers you know like most of us do it, it's a business so if you're if you're following me it's because you you believe in something i'm telling you um not, not just not because you look sexy you look, with your yeah, shirt off. Or, yeah yeah exactly so i mean and, and you'll and if i Which ever you do but if i ever do post <laughs> like way. a gym picture or I ever do post like a picture from like a magazine or something it's always tied with um something about like some type of workout i'm, I'm giving information I'm, information i'm never it's never just like hey uh photo taken by so and so for like that's to me that's like i hate to use the word gay because that's not negative but um that's just like the stupidest shit ever right, right like right, just right. like hey look at me give me attention like i'm driving my car in traffic i can't stand that and maybe i'm just like overly you know negative about that but like i mean I, my friends who are fitness guys when they post pictures they're like hey what's up here's something like dude don't post that you're a fucking douchebag <laughs> no it just looks stupid like yeah. if you're gonna post something like like make it worthwhile like like create like like say something you know like connect with people so I, you're, you're talking about bringing value well, you have I, to yeah. bring value Every, lo- everything is value added you know why you have that is because you played football well because you have that instilled in you and then you went into that world. no what he said that i think resonates I like with you. all of us is that the business mentality was first well before yes. any of this social media stuff. Correct. We all at one point in our lives, whether, whether it be football degrees or businesses that we've started up and ran, we all had to figure that shit out well before any of this bullshit happened. So then when, even when that came out, I think I, I know I can speak. I mean, I, I was the one who told Sal finally get on. I was like, I remember hitting you, him. You, we, we were talking about it for a year yeah. before I ever did. Correct it. me yeah. if I'm wrong. Wasn't your first Instagram name. We love to hate Adam. That, yes. Someone told me I was I should have brought this up at dinner, but oh somebody told me a story talking shit about you, and I went to your Instagram. Oh, I like, love it. I go, wait a minute. But his his Instagram name is We Love to Hate Adam, and they were trying to get me to like be mad at you or something. I was like, but no, wait a minute. His Instagram name is We Love to Hate Adam. How can I be mad at this person? <laughs> He's already an asshole, and I feel like I should invite him over for Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Yeah. It was the greatest thing ever. He knows it. A lot of, oh. a lot well, of. Hey, you guys got to explain that text message, like the first interaction. Like you showed me something about like. <laughs> what, Joe and I? Yeah, yeah, the Which one where one? he's talking about like he's gonna, you know, if you're a girl, I would. Bang oh yeah, you. he would bang me if I was yeah. a girl. Well, that, at that point, which, <laughs> which the, the funny part is I that can totally see. No, I think I said if I can't find this girl later, I might bang you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, yeah. gotcha. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, I, that was the moment I think when we when we we just saw eye to eye on on a bunch of stuff, which is the same conversation that I had with Sal when Sal and I first started talking because Sal said the same goddamn thing is that it's it's very rare especially in our industry yeah. it's rare to find people 
uh, like like ourselves that kind of see it like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, pe- people are uh, unfortunately, and I hate to say this, this is not such a negative thing, but the majority of people are are, are slaves to their sponsors or slaves to being politically correct. They're they're blind sheep to masses. Nobody wants to have any original thought, any audacity, any kind of courage um, to really stand for anything. And that's fine. If you want to go through life being normal, you want to go through life, um, you know, living under the, the the guidelines of someone else dictating to you. That's great. The world needs people. Uh, to go with the flow and do that. But if you want to be a leader in this world, if you want to do something, you want to create your own legacy, uh, it doesn't happen by chance. You have to fucking have the balls to come out and do something, okay? Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, it's like the, you ever like see people in those movies when they climb Mount Everest? Everybody sits at base camp, right? And they've got all these people and all these fans, all these people, and it's only the fucking people who have the fucking balls to attempt to climb to the summit. That's how life is. The winners make it to the top. The ones that have the balls have to try. And sure, you might fail along the way. Yeah. I'd rather fucking fail and die on Mount Everest than just fucking be someone who was too scared to fucking stand at base right. camp, stand, glaring up right. at people jealous because I was too scared well, to I'd fucking do anything. I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. And, right? and, and the, tr- the truth is, look, the truth is most people uh, are not like that. No. They're just not. Most yeah. people want somebody to follow, to listen to, to idolize, you know, whatever. And uh, fitness is uh, is probably a magnification of that. Uh, actually, it is a magnification of that. And so you have companies and people that take advantage of that. Yeah. They take huge advantage. All the myths in fitness <laughs> were perpetrated by these types of people. The myths of eating, you know, you got to eat every two hours or you're going to go, you know, you're going to go catabolic, yeah. right? Supplement companies trying to sell you meal replacements and protein powders. Right. Like that, that's just one example. The myth of uh, if you work out a certain way, you only tone muscle instead yeah. of build it. That was pushed by gyms to sell memberships to women. To women right. No mm-hmm. women don't want to build muscle. Right. So they we're going to tone. Yeah. We're going to invent the muscle word tone. Scary. This is this is the same. This is how. Uh, this is what it's all been about. And luckily, because of technology, because of things like podcasts and and you know, we're able to post and encounter some of this bullshit now. Because before. I we our voice wouldn't get out, man. We would have yeah. to get in these magazines that were oh, sponsored yeah. by these companies. So I think the natural migration right now should be let's talk about our favorite fitness myths. <laughs> oh yes. yeah, okay. yeah, you first. So we'll start with what you touched on a second ago. Is the I have to eat every two or three hours to avoid going catabolic. Now, yeah. for you listeners that don't understand catabolic, going to catabolism means you start breaking down muscle tissue for energy. So the idea is that if you don't eat, you know, every two or three hours. You will start, you know, using muscle for energy, um, which is fine. Okay, that's one philosophy. But then it's the same people that also say, okay, fine. After you sleeping for eight hours, I want you to wake up in the morning, do an hour of fasted cardio. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> it was totally contradictory. So if I don't, so if I don't eat, don't eat after two hours, I'm gonna be losing muscle. And after sleeping for eight. You want me to wake up completely cat three times, four times as catabolic and do an hour of cardio? <laughs> right. Yeah. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. So when I started hearing things like that, I was like, you're all fucking morons. Well, I don't know what's, what, what's worse, the coach that's saying it or the athlete that, that hears it and actually goes right oh, into they're it. They're all blind sheep. You're all, I'm going like, yeah. when, it, that is what, it's funny you say that because this is, uh, I had no intentions to get myself all wrapped in this whole IFBB league and get into this whole coaching thing. I, that was not the vision of what I was doing whatsoever. But I felt like, God, I, I would be an idiot to not. And, and plus, there's a there's a part of me that I love what I do. And I, I feel like I want to share that with the world. And there's so many people that are blind sheep. And when I got to these shows and I started hearing all these athletes tell me, I thought, holy shit. It's horrible. It's crazy. Well, not these, only that, but it was are, a, you, you well, saw it as an opportunity. Well, and I, I see, okay, these are the people. I'm, I'm standing in this back room and all these super ripped dudes and everything like that getting ready. We're all getting ready to hit stage. And, you know, got all these, you know, cover of magazine guys. And this guy's this. And this guy's got all these Instagram. Just... They're basically the people that everybody looks up to in the fitness world and the health industry. And I'm yep. thinking, these are the motherfuckers that people are following and, and l- looking for direction. I'm going like, and I'm quiet. I'm not saying nothing to them. I'm Ooh, what are you, quiet? What are you quiet? <laughs> You were temporarily quiet? I was saying, you're far from quiet. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I must have been like in eating the something. Yeah. Yeah. Must have had his mouth full. I'm, I'm, qu- I'm quiet back there. Yeah. And, I'm th- and I don't want to yeah. insult anybody. I don't want to insult anybody. I don't know anybody yet. So I'm just kind of taking it all in. And I remember coming back to these guys and being like, holy shit. You guys, the, the 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 world that everybody in the fitness industry that believes that like this is oh this guy this and that guy this and oh this is the way you do this. I'm like it's such a facade. It's yeah, unreal. All smoke and mirrors. It's unreal. Well, to their to their defense, to their defense, when you're doing something new, you're gonna listen to the experienced person. Correct. Okay. So to their defense, they're just listening to the guy who's done it before them, and that guy heard it from someone else, and so on and so forth. What's 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 funny is when you hear about like the frequent meal myth. Um, on one hand, they say it makes sense because you're getting protein all day long, but the truth is it really doesn't make any sense because uh, if we look at all of human history, 
probably the last 0.1% of it, we had refrigerators and food accessible yeah. all the time. Yeah, right. you had to eat it if when the, it was there. If the body evolved to be catabolic after two hours of no food, I the human species would not be we'll here. Would not be here, exactly. Yeah. We Lane, would not Lane, have Lane Norton talks about that all the time. You yeah. know, and, yeah. and like, you know, people are like, well, we were we were hunters and guys, we only designed to eat like once a day and blah, blah, blah. Part of that's true, but also it's like we do we do evolve. We have way more muscle mass. Sure, we're sure. not living thirty years and stuff. Um, but yeah, like, and people think they're like, oh, if I don't get my calories in by the end of the day, or if I go over, it's not what you have in a twenty four hour period. It's more of like what you have in like a seven day period. Correct. You know, like people don't get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and part of the other thing that drives me so crazy, and, and Lane was the one to talk to me about this, is that for some reason people think that your metabolism is like a fire. You put a piece of wood on it. It's not. We so, used to teach that. That's why. I know. Oh, we used to I teach know. that. Oh, that was like we, half the script, so, dude. It, so all of you people listening, here's that. Here's why. Here's where the myth of that started. If you eat a small meal every two hours, uh, your metabolism was going to be on fire because somebody did that. They had like a 200 calorie meal and they were still hungry and they're like, oh my god, my metabolism must be on fire because I'm still I'm starving all the time. No. No, you're just stupid. What happens is when you don't get enough <laughs> carbohydrates at a, at a sitting, or enough calories. Right, lifestyle. You know your insulin levels stay elevated. What does that do? It triggers the brain into being hungry. Make it forces you to binge. There's a great study. Uh, I think it was like Dartmouth who did the study like a year ago. They talked. They took people. And they put them on 2,000 calorie diets. They broke them over three meals, or people did them over seven meals. The people that ate them over three meals were like 80 percent more likely to binge. Um, because they were eating such small meals, whereas people mm-hmm. that, that had larger meals spread further apart were less likely to binge and also lost more weight. Well, well, it, has, it, it also has to do with your, your leptin levels, too. So your leptin, yes, leptin, leptin is, is the most important exactly. hormone. It is, it is the most important hormone when it comes to burning fat. Yes. Every time we consume, and this is where the, the people get mistaken, is that when you when you eat this small meal, it, the leptin gets gets shot up. It tells the brain, okay, we've got this fuel. It's time to start burning. That's that feeling of, wow, the metabolism, people feel the metabolism kicking up. Now, the thing that people don't understand is that effect is larger based off of how large the meal is. So if you have a small 200 calorie meal, it's a small filling of that spike. When you have a 900 calorie meal, it's a much larger grade. So it's all relative. So if you have three small meals at 300 calories versus one meal at 900 calories, it's fucking the same. Well, it's the thermic. Yeah, the thermic effect is the same. And it yes, really it's is the thermogenic and effect. It, it, is and different. here's the other thing too. When you're when you're um, like you said, you don't. It's not necessarily. It doesn't have to be over just 24 hours. In fact, um, the, some studies are coming out now showing. That especially athletes perform better when they undulate their calories. When they eat, uh, uh, yeah, you hear did that you ice corn. Did you just say undulate? <laughs> undulate their Holy calories. Undulate, like my man. Give me my phone so I can Google that. I can't even like comment. Come on, that. bro. <laughs> yeah. When your calories are That's like our new higher on some days and lower on other days, so they average out to the same thing. Right. But it's not the exact same thing every single day. Yeah, yeah that's ridiculous. And so here's another thing. This is one thing. Sal, that do you want a shot or no? I'm pouring. No, I'm right good now. right now. I got my crown. I appreciate it. Is this unprofessional that we're drinking on air? Are you kidding Dude, me? This we'll is, we'll let you know it be what? known. Just like you said the other day. When you're, you're lucky we're when only you're drinking. Playing, the beauty of this is our fucking radio show, bro. Do whatever, do whatever we, we want. want. We don't answer yeah. anybody. Let me say something. It wasn't a serious question. You actually have to answer and defend yourself. I was the one that grabbed the bottle of vodka. Just let everybody know. There's only one reason why Adam has pants on. It's because we have a guest. Normally he records totally bottomless. He just likes that air out that way. Yeah. Listen, man, don't consider me as a guest. Just consider me family and take your fucking pants off. <laughs> <laughs> that shit get weird. Right. He's, sitting, too, he's sitting too close to me. I don't want to. I mean, I'm about, I'm about to start going off about like Jim Manning and the IFBB. I'm taking my oh, pants yeah, off. We're, we're, oh, we're, yeah. We're, yeah. See, if you're listening right now, you, guys have, couple you have no buttons. idea. Right now, we okay, we all had lunch together. I, I like telling oh, our audience. Oh, it got ugly. I like telling our audience what's going on. We keep shit real on this radio show. That woman next to us at the table is still thinking about that. Okay, so we can we tell you? I was right next to her. It was getting awkward. We have to share. We have to share with okay, the Okay, so, so Sal was talking about GMO, and we were talking about how uh, if you don't know what it is you're talking about, you you know don't comment. Uh, a friend of ours apparently was on the show, and they were talking about GMO, and, and uh, he didn't really know what he was talking about, but he kept talking and made himself look stupid. I'm like, if GMO's not my forte, I don't know, I'd, I'd be like, yeah, GMO, like give moms orgasms. Give <laughs> and, orgasms. and I I'm a little loud, I'm a little Italian, I'm a little New York, and that lady at the table next to us was a little too... Uh, Except, yeah, accepting oh, no. of the yeah. comments. Oh, she, she was, looked at him and she said, "She's so, like, mom, so, orgasm. Oh, the, hi, the, hi, the guys." The best part was uh, I'm sitting. I, I had the perfect view. I'm sitting right next to Joe. I'm and I'm facing her, so I see her. She totally peers up, looks to her left, and <sighs> Joe looks up and realizes that someone's sitting right next to him, pretty much. And they make eye contact, and she just smiles. <laughs> just smiles. So I'll tell you, <laughs> she's like, "I'll take one." Not, a, so not I had offended an, whatsoever. I had an instant fear. So uh, <laughs> the. 
the Facebook message convo I posted last night yes. where the girl was like, hello. Oh, well, tell, oh, people, tell people about that one, Dad. Oh, okay. Joe, so, Joe, yeah. sends, Joe this, sends me a text. So right. some random girl, like, keep mess. I don't even know who she is. No, she, no, hold on. Before you get into this, right. you must get a shit ton of messages that are crazy like this from you, girls you wanna that want to say. You want to be honest. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, great, I, don't, I don't put out, like, I don't flirt with a women on social media, so I don't get too much of it. Um, it's more of like 16-year-old, like, teenager from, like, India that is like, I am huge fan. Uh, <laughs> tell me how what I eat, how I get ripped that's like most you. Of your, yeah, yeah that's like a lot of this. You he, doesn't, know? He, he doesn't have the same ratio so he, yeah. as I do. But anyway, okay, I mean, there is. But I, mean, I, try, I try to ignore four cocks, one vagina. Because it's just, you know, yeah, it's, not, it's not healthy. Adam yeah. gets lots of pictures of cocks and vagina. I'm sure. I, get, I get four cocks, one vagina. Yeah, yeah, because of the way he market his his, his song. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, so this girl was like, she kept, I, so there's a whole, like, over like two months, I the thread of she's like, please talk to me. Uh, Hi, and you you're know, ignoring her. Of course, I, I never respond. Yeah, she's seen like six in a row. Yeah, and so and then literally, she's like, "What do I have to do to get you to talk to me?" And so finally, I responded and I go, "Just be somebody else." <laughs> um, and so when I posted that online, well, he sends it, he sends it I over sent it to him. He's like, "You got to post that." And so yeah, I'm apparently now I'm blocked on Facebook for like three days. <laughs> I can't post I, all I, of Facebook. Yeah, what? So, I love yeah, you, bro. Somebody reported it. Facebook. So anyway, so when I posted that, and then when that when I made that comment, and the woman looked over, I was like. I got nervous for a second. I'm like, well, she had that creepy look in her eye. I'm like, what if the, oh, no, the girl said, uh, oh, wait, but, don't forget what wait, she said. The though. girl said, she's like, what do I, she's like, I want you in my butthole. <laughs> what do I have to do to get you to talk to me? The, this, okay. That was it. Like Late, I said the butthole comment. This is literally what she said. Yeah. She literally said that to you right. and you posted it. Yeah. And then she, she messaged, she messaged today. But and, who says that? And, like, and I mean, she must have. It oh, must people be people say where she like. She messaged great. today and said she was going to show you the conversation. She said she's going to sue me for yeah. uh, live being libelous and defamation of character. I go, let me explain the law to you, since uh, you know you went to Facebook guidelines law school. Um, <laughs> when you, this is how the law works. When you say the information, when you send it out there, um, you can't sue somebody because they posted a screenshot. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, that's a violation of Facebook guidelines. I go, yeah, take that into a court and see what the judge says to you. He's like, listen. I'm sorry you're a whore. I'm sorry that the guy didn't want to put it in your butthole and he called you out. Yeah, call yeah. Facebook. Now you're embarrassed in two forums. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Oh but thank you, Adam, for getting me banned on Facebook for uh, three days. So you have Do you know how much money I make off that Facebook yeah, page and now I can't post for three days? Right, I know, but we bad told influence. you not to listen to him. See, I, all, I, all I have is invitations to, put, to flex nude for people. Can you please flex for me and put oil all over your body? Dude, don't like, you know how most male you fitness might models on that show. Pay, their, pay their bills? As they, I know they that now. Muscle, muscle they, yeah, they, I, the dude they get oiled up and they, they flex for people. Bro, he offered me like some ridiculous. How much money did he offer me? Is like $200 for like a four-minute video? I did the math. Ooh, I had rich. a guy private message me once. Uh, I actually told Craig Capers about this because the same guy hit up Craig. And he's like, you know, I'm a big <laughs> fan of yours. I know your lifestyle is probably, uh, you know, expensive, you know, with meals and training. And he's like, I would like to sponsor you and, you know, and help you out with your bills. I go, awesome. And I, and I, this is why I had a black, black Ferrari. Like a time. I go, listen, I, go, I have like a $6,000 car payment, <laughs> a $9,000 mortgage. And I go, I have about 40 grand of expenses a month. So if you could alleviate like 20, that'd be great. He's like, that's not what I was 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 talking about. I'm like, well, what? And he's like, well, I was thinking more of like a given trade. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you write a check for twenty grand, and I'm like, we'll stay friends on Facebook. But I didn't get a response after that. Yeah. So apparently, I think he was, you know, looking for their. Uh, I'll give you five hundred dollars, and you get oiled up and flexed for me. I, I had somebody offer, really work. offer me a bunch of money to uh, fly down and host a host a party down in Mexico, and need going to pay for my expenses. Oh, like I remember that ten thousand yeah. dollars a day. And I'm like, okay, I'm listening. Keep talking That's to me. Great. You know, say like, all right, you're gonna fly me down to Mexico. My kind of party. One day I host a party, ten grand. Like, okay, cool. Well, you know, there's one thing though you got to have no shirt on this time i'm like i don't give a fuck half my shit's no shirt yeah. on. Oh, little, little no by shirt. little yeah i'm not a homophobe either i don't care that's yeah. cool i'm cool with that well you know more than likely you're going to be proposition like pfft, i deal with that shit all day long i don't care well you know part of the deal though is you just kept going further yeah. and further I'm like what's the guy what's the guy named like, dave he uh, works for me we're trying <laughs> you're trying to get you to host our party what the <laughs> fuck man you didn't come down <laughs> jesus man bro 15 grand to make a long oh, to make a long story it. short adam got guy had to get gonorrhea. david swimmer yeah. for 800 dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. to make a long story short the party was not fun whatsoever he got the butt yeah. Hurt. yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> he couldn't walk for a week it was horrible <laughs> yeah. he had to stay at the sandals resort yeah but i bought a new watch you know what i'm saying what so so let's talk it's a real watch yeah so let's talk about what's going on here with the, with the I, this new like federation or something. Oh man, built. this is great, great, great time. So what's the up. deal with it? So it's a new, it's a new bodybuilding comp federation. Um, a new yeah. So, so Lee Thompson, who was uh, the head of NPC Texas and was basically the right hand man of the NPC and IFBB for the last ten years. Um, if you know anything about the NPC, the, the most profitable shows have been all Lee Thompson shows, you know, in Texas and stuff. Um, and Lee's a very, very independently uh, wealthy businessman. He's taken three companies public over the past twenty five years. 
Um, and so Lee's been playing this for a while. Um, he got tired of the the corruption and all the problems with the IFPB. Um, Arnold started this back at the at this year at the Arnold Sports Classic when he just he attacked Jim Mannion, uh, saying he's ruining bodybuilding and the corruption, and talked about how bodybuilders have these big guts and you know body. The reason bodybuilding is not marketable anymore is because the way the guys look. Um, oh yeah, you know bodybuilders like Milo Sarsev and Arnold. All these guys were dentists. And these guys were good-looking guys back in the day. And magazines were successful. You had Frank Seppi and Michael Hearn. And now to be a pro bodybuilder, you have to look like a freak. And I'm not knocking those guys because like Phil and Kai, they're doing the, what they have to do, do to compete. And, and God bless them, they're being great businessmen. But it doesn't translate. And look at Flex Magazine. You used to see it all the time when we were kids. That was the bodybuilding magazine we bought. Nobody now it, it's nowhere. It, it, it's a horrible yeah. magazine. I mean, no one cares anymore. Um, you know, fitness is, is mainstream. They don't look human. And, 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 and nobody wants to be that. It doesn't right. look attainable yeah, anymore. Nobody, want, nobody wants to be it used that. To, it used to look like, man, if I really tried hard, yes. I could probably be like that right. if I tried really hard. Right. Well, and, forget that. Eddie. You don't, you don't want to look like that. Nobody wants to look like that. No. no. Yeah. No. And so, um, you know, and, and plus the corruption in the sport. I mean, there's no fair judging. Um, the stories that I've heard in the past six weeks have just been ridiculous about, you know, placings being bought and, and contests. And I get it. I get it. It's not really a sport. The IFBB NBC is not really a sports federation. It's a private entity. Um, and so there is no fair play. There is no fair judgment. So money talks. Um, and so Lee was like, you know what? I, I, he, here's the thing. You never want to have somebody running a federation who that's his source of income. So Jim Manning, this is what funds him. Lee's got Lee's got. What, fuck a, great, you. what a great point right but there. But it's true. Lee's got fuck you money. Okay. Um, like he could buy all of us over easily, mm-hmm. probably five, ten times. And so he's starting this federation because remember Lee, Lee, I don't even know anything about Lee. He's like 330 pounds. Bodybuilding got him in shape. He's got this gorgeous wife, and he's a great man. Um, and he wants to create a federation. He is, he is creating a federation where there's fair play. The the um he's got the software package where all the scoring is gonna be transparent. It's gonna go up on monitors, there's no fixing, there's no judges. Um, that where you can where you can change it at the last minute. So what do you mean by this? So as they're judging, you could see what's right. going so on. So I'm going to be a judge at the table. So and, and we're going to be mic'd up. So as we're seeing stuff, we're going to have scoring criteria, and we're going to immediately be typing into our laptop, and it's going to go up onto the monitors, and people are going to see it in, in the preliminary judging. Now, and why nothing. is this a good thing? Is it because it's a good I've, thing? It's a good thing because right now everything gets changed. You see people. I was pre- just getting, I was just going to say mean, that. I mean, I've heard stories from three IFBB judges. And I'm, I'm not going to blow them out because they're still IFBB judges, but they they're told ahead of time these are going to be your first call out. Wow. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, I mean, I, I'll tell you a story right now. It's my crazy. very first show that I ever did. My very first show I ever did at, at MPC. I get up on stage. <clears throat> and at that point, um, before I decided to ever get on stage, I have a lot of buddies that were already pros. So I had told myself, I'm not even going to compete until I feel like I have a physique that can compete with my buddies that are pros. Right. So I continued to building this physique, getting myself conditioned ready. So when I went into this amateur show, you know, it was going to be okay. Can I pose and all that bullshit, whatever, right? So I get out there on this stage, and the the first callouts come out, and I don't even get called out the first top five, which I, I'll be the first person to say like, "Hey, this you got a great physique. I definitely think you have a better physique than me." I will tell somebody that, hundred percent. And then there's then there's people that's like, it's not even a fucking close call. Yeah. I don't even make close, top five. There's two guys up there that literally look like they've never lifted a weight before, yeah. and are just, and I'm going like, and I'm thinking to myself, "Whoa, like really bad." Okay, so it gets better, right? So I'm like, this is the this is the prejudging. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm a little, I'm a little frustrated. And and in my mind, I wanted to prove to everybody that it isn't as political as I thought it was. And I'm going to myself, what the fuck? And then it gets, then I go to the the night show. Well, the night show, I happen to have one of my buddies who actually works the show. So before I hit stage, he leans over to me and he goes, "You got fourth place." I go, "I haven't even hit stage yet." <laughs> he goes, "He goes, don't worry, you got you got fourth place." I'm like, "No, bro, I wasn't even first callouts." He's like, yeah, no, they moved you up to fourth place because they fucking had to because I look better than the first place guy. But it was like they weren't even going to put me in the top five. And then I'm sure some shit happened. And they're like, well, give him a fourth place. He won't be qualified for nationals, right. but at least he'll get a top five and maybe he won't say anything wow. like that. Well, because here's the thing. Like they, they, now there's so much coverage online. It looks really bad when you have comparison pictures. Yeah, and it's like the guy who's like in fourth place or fifth place doesn't have abs with the guy who's in like sixth or seventh. So it's like they have to be a little bit more And that's what it was. Now. I look like I smoked everybody. Yeah. And everybody told me before yeah. I even hit stage, everyone's like, the athletes. And when I was backstage, were coming up to me. Who's your coach? Who are you? It was my first show. I've never been anywhere. And they're like, because I looked like I already had a pro Well, the most, right. the, most fa- uh, the most famous story that I can think about of controversy like this was when Arnold Schwarzenegger came back in 1980 yeah. to compete in the Olympia. He only gave himself like three months or something to prepare, showed up something like 10, 15 pounds lighter than normal, and everybody got pissed off because he won. But of course, Arnold, 
you know, Arnold is the spokesperson of right. bodybuilding, right. and it only makes sense. And so, judging in this sense, like you're saying, Joe, with well, the, you, you even talk about Arnold's book. He even says like he's like I he's like. Yeah, on a fair stage, I shouldn't have won, but he but he says, remember I was talking about how Arnold always wins? He goes, Arnold. but I'm Arnold, but he yes. goes, I'm Arnold, so I find a way to win. And so I get it in the bigger sense, is yeah. that like, because he's good for the sport, but it's like, like you're talking about, he, not only should he have not have placed second, he should maybe should have placed third in that yeah. show. Can, can we share the story about Arnold? Oh, fuck. Come on, okay. man. What Come on. Well, I kind he, of alluded for, to it let, earlier. Let, let me yeah. preface this before he starts. I mean... There's not a lot of people. One of the things I love about talking to Joe is that, uh, one, he's extremely yeah. humble for uh, all the success that he's had in the industry. He's also been around fucking everybody and met some of the fucking biggest names you guys would think of. Arnold Schwarzenegger being the biggest in it, and it's been in a fucking hanging out, talking to him before. And he told us a story at lunchtime. He knows to get back to my ex-girlfriend. Uh, okay. all right, anyway. She doesn't listen to Mind Pump, don't worry. It's true. Social media is small. Okay, so long story short, <laughs> uh, I was at a, at a I got to be very scarce with the details now. <laughs> so I was at an event two years ago in California and uh, for Arnold Schwarzenegger invited by some friends that work with Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, anyways long story short I get introduced they're like this is our, a friend of ours named Joe he played pro football blah 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 and, and looking at me I introduced my girlfriend who's, who's smoking who's hot smoking, the time. smoking hot and Arnold has no filter like my talk about no shame nothing. and he's looking at me and oh by the way Tom Arnold is his, is his best friend and, and Tom Arnold's coolest dude he's like literally I thought he was going to try to proposition my girlfriend he might have I wasn't even listening when Arnold was talking but anyways Arnold is, is just he is the most charismatic person ever so he proceeds to look at me this and that and he's talking to my other friend he goes are you married? and I go no he's like good and now she's like crazy Latina and kind of listening uh, and he goes, he goes don't get married I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, marriage ruins lives because it takes good men and makes them terrible men. Arnold Schwarzenegger. And so now, like, everybody on the table is kind of listening. And he's like, and let me tell you right now, Arnold could be like, you know what? If you guys want to be real men, like, go have sex with a donkey. Like, he is so convincing. You'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go fuck a donkey. Because <laughs> Arnold like, dude, he's up. just like, he just literally is so captivated. And yeah. I've never been like, like, verbally swindled like that ever. Um, and he's just like, let me tell you something. He's like, you, he's like, you can make an honest woman out of her. You can, tr- I'm trying to do the, I keep wanting to do an Indian accent. It's weird. I feel like my, my anesthesiologist. I want to be like, hey, Joel, you know, okay. Um, but he's like, he's like, yeah, make an honest woman out of her, treat her great. He's like, but don't get married. He's like, you don't have to. He's like, it ruins you. He's like, he's like, look at me. He's like, Arnold always wins. He's like, look what I've done, and I keep winning. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, I'm like, fuck, this, this guy's kind of right. Now he goes, listen, he's like, if you were me, he goes, if you tried to be me, you tried to be, he's like, no, you would not win. He's like, if I was in your shoes, I would find a way to win. He's like, but you're not Arnold. And I'm like, fuck, he's right, I'm not Arnold. <laughs> and he's just like, he's like, she's a beautiful girl, but he's like, I see lots of beautiful girls. And he's like, you're a good looking guy, you seem intelligent. He goes, wow. he goes, if you're intelligent, don't be stupid, don't get married. <laughs> And now my girlfriend, two people down, she's listening. That must have been a wonderful evening. Oh, she was so angry with me. And she she started a fight with me later, and she's yelling and screaming. Um, and she's like, "You, why didn't you stick up for me and stick up? I'm like, what did you want me to say? I'm like, this is a great man. Like, we're talking about it. Like, he came to America. And he became famous for bodybuilding. And then he's like, I'm going to be a movie star, but I can't speak English. And then I'm going to I'm going to be the governor. And I'm going to marry a Kennedy. And then I'm going to cheat on my wife with the, with a maid who has a peg leg and a, and a glass eye and, and a goatee. And I'm not going to apologize to the world. And no one's going to hate me. And they're me. still going to love like, me. Like, he had the yeah. biggest marriage cheating scandal on a fucking Kennedy. The Kennedy. He's our American institution, and he lost no fan base. Yeah, no. It was unbelievable. No. Yeah. It was like this. He's a fucking. We can't great wait man. for Terminator. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. He's yeah, like, he's like, I am Arnold, and I always win. I'm like, you are. You always win. Yeah, I can't yeah, do whatever. I, I feel always like, win. I said it probably 80 episodes ago when we started this thing. It's Jesus, <laughs> before I call, I call the bodybuilding era BC before Jesus is is the Arnold time, right? Yeah. Before yeah. him and after. Or there's him. bodybuilding before Arnold. Yeah, yeah bodybuilding before him. Here, here's my problem. It's the closest thing to Jesus we've had. Obama. It's almost been proven Obama was not. Born in the United States, okay? That's I heard of. Like he was brought here, <laughs> oh, and like yeah, the birth certificate. Here we go. Here we go. I'm telling you right now, if we could do write-in votes for Arnold to be president, he'd probably would get like 70 percent of the vote. He'd win. And oh, I mean, he, all he would be is like Donald Trump, but with like biceps, not racist, but be equally as aggressive. I just want to see him yell at Putin at the United Nations meetings. You know, <laughs> like like our president is such a pussy, and Putin just like bitch slapped him all over the place. I mean, look at how many pro bodybuilders. Other than guys like Jay Cutler, who are really, really business savvy, most of them, when they're done competing, or even when they're competing they're now, they're broke. Mm. I can't tell you how many guys I know that are like, that have, you know, placed top five in Olympias and won big shows. Um, and if they lose their supplement contract, they're done. Dude, well, you were telling you us. Know how many times I have to defend myself with people on fucking social media hit me up like, 
I don't understand. Like, you don't have all these sponsors. You think this about yourself, blah, blah, blah. Just like you call me out all the yeah. time about fucking, I think so, the world of myself or whatever like that. And you don't have any sponsors or this. And you haven't been on the Olympia stage. And I just laugh. I'm like, dude, seriously, I have businesses you've never even fucking heard of that make more money than any of your fucking Olympia and, and here's the thing. Fuck off. And, and that's great. <laughs> and and because you're um, you're silent about it, you're going to talk about it. You know, right. if, if we if we wanted to be assholes, we wanted to prove to the world, we could all disclose everything that we do. And people be like, fuck, but that's not who we are. No. That's not why we're doing this show. Um, but it, it, that's a part of the problem with the fitness industry is everybody's trying, I want to show this and I want to show that. They're like, oh, I've got, you know, I'm driving a, a $200,000 sports car, but bitch, you still live in an apartment. Like you don't own anything. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you're living, you're living, you know, check to check on your sponsorship money. You don't own anything. So like two years ago, um, when Steve Blackman came to me, who well, you remember when when Twin Lab, I Twin Lab was the biggest supplement company yeah, in the right. world. Yeah, yeah. Steve Blackman was the one that created Rip Fuel. He was the CEO of Twin Lab. When that was, was a great was, product. By it the way, was great. He brought. He was the one that put. He was, was the everywhere. one that one that brought ephedrine to the market. Ephedrine is one of the greatest ingredients ever in any supplement. It just happened to be that some fucking pitcher for like the Mariners or some shit had that, too much. Yeah, he had a fucking heart problem and he died. Ephedrine is an awesome product. It never should have got Schedule 1, should have got banned. But Steve was the one that made Rip Fuel. It was so successful. And uh, and Twin Lab was a huge company. And you know, now Steve owns, you know, a muscular development fitness arcs. He came to me two years ago and he's like, I'm, I'm gonna get back in the industry. Uh, he's like, don't sign your current sponsors, don't sign another contract. He's like, I want you to be the face of my brand. I'm like, no, I don't I don't want to work for anyone. I want to be your be your partner. And and so we went into business together. Um, and I tell people, not everybody can do that. However, if you want to create some type of longevity, you want to create some type of staying power, you have to be willing to take a risk. And if you're going to, if you're going to sell yourself out for two grand a month or four grand a month to take the easy way out, to take a check that uh, six months from now might not be there a year from now. Um, I'll tell you right now, I have friends that they're talking about, you know, working for companies like shreds and stuff. They're supposed to make X amount of dollars. All of a sudden those contracts get changed. I have friends at muscle tech who are making 10 grand a month and all of a sudden it gets changed to five or Evagen. Um, you're at the mercy of your sponsor and they know you're not going to go get an attorney and go to court, you know, this and that. So it's like, if you want, if, if you want to create a legacy in life, you want to build something great, you gotta have the balls to do it. Amen. And so, so this, so this new organization that you're talking about is t- you were telling us they're paying, they're going to be paying like even amateurs. Absolutely. You were saying. Yes. So, so Lee believes in profit sharing. He, he believes in my, this is what I told you is that, um, you never want to be part of an organization where the man is, is using that money to line his own pockets because that's his source of income. Like I said, Lee's got fuck you money. So uh, he doesn't need to make money from this. Fuck no, dude. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, I oh, we, we had the ghost negotiation we were talking about at the Encore. I was like, what? I've, ne- I've never sat down with anybody for business and them not asked me for money. Um, and I'm sitting there with, with Javon Walker from the Green Bay Packers, and I'm like, what, how can I help you? I'm like, I'm sold. What, what, you know, what do you want from me? I was expecting some kind of financial commitment. He's like, nothing. What do you mean? I'm like, I've never sat down with anybody about a business where they haven't asked me for money. I tried to throw money at him and he got insulted. He wouldn't even let me buy the drinks. Hmm. I've never had anybody pick up the tab for stuff like that. It doesn't happen. So he's doing this purely out of the passion for the sport. Absolutely. And why do you think that bodybuilding.com dumped the IFBB and in a 24-hour period signed with... Uh, NPC Global, and then wow. Muscle Farm jumped on, and then GNC. Well, can you share a little bit about his uh, his the oil story you told us and everything? Um, yeah, so give people an idea yeah, of so, what, so, how so, badass this dude so, is. So you know, remember during the Gulf War when they had all of those oil fields, those oil spigots that were just burning oil nonstop. And everything about that, you you can't put them out with just water. So I guess his company came up with a solution that was water mixed with some type of chemical that was able to put those the, those fires out. Um, and I, I guess it was some you could look it up online. But I guess it was something ridiculous like five hundred thousand dollars a minute or of oil was being burned from those big gas fires. I remember. This is when the, I remember. This is when the Iraqis were, yeah. were retreating out of Kuwait right. and they just lit all the oil. Right. That and the Kuwaitis fire. were losing so much money and so Lee's company came in um, and they were, they were putting out all, the, all these, these fires and the Kuwaitis were literally so excited they were leaving them like pallets of money and god bless lee thompson there's an article you can look it up it's online when he sold the company he turned like 67 or 70 employees into millionaires overnight that's like, when you know you're like a he fucking gave bo- yeah he you're gave, a motherfucking he, boss absolutely. when you make wasn't like he put, walked away with all the money he turned every one of those employees into millionaires that's and, when, and, and if you think i'm lying look it up online well so in the, in the that's pa- when you're a boss in the yeah. past in the past um when an organization would come out and try to compete with another organization it especially in bodybuilding is difficult because in order to compete, you had to have the magazines. Well, the right. magazines were owned by... They're, most of them were dictated to. They were like IFBB, IFBB magazines, yeah. Muscle and right. Fitness, Flex Magazine, all that stuff. But now with social media, with the internet... It's, it's irrelevant. It doesn't even... As a matter of fact, you don't even have to win contests no. to get your name out there and to get popular and to get known. Yep. And so I can totally see, especially a company like you're saying, like bodybuilding.com, which by the way, uh, how long ago was it, Doug? We went down to Southern California. We were looking at... 
websites and how popular they were or whatever. And I think bodybuilding.com was like one of the most visited websites online. Yep. I mean, we're not talking small. Yep. It's massive. And if for them to leave right. and to back this new organization, well, he, I can he, see it actually here's, happening. Here's the thing. You want to talk about an organization that's run like, like a bunch of fucking douchebags. So I don't, most of you maybe listeners know about this, but the reason that all these big sponsors pulled out of the Olympia this year is because um, AMI, which is the, the company, um, look it up online, look up David Pecker AMI. It's probably the worst run media company in the world. Um, they're like $600 million in debt. They own the National Enquirer, Men's Fitness, um, uh, Muscle and Fitness, Flex Magazine. And while David Pecker you know, lines his pockets with five, $6 million every year, they, they lose you know $60 million whatever every quarter. But anyways, so they bought part of the Olympia and they told every sponsor, um, you know, whatever money you spend for your booth at the expo, uh, you're going to have to also spend that in a year of advertising space. That's crazy. So the same amount of money. Crazy. One to one. People are like. Strong arm. Try to strong arm fucking bosses. Like really? Like who the fuck? Like, right. And I'll be honest. If I'm Quest Nutrition, I just spent a half a million dollars on, you know, on that booth. Like why the, and you're you're a company that's worth, you know, on Wall Street, almost 1.8 or 1.9 billion dollars right now. Why do I want to, just on principle alone, why do I want to waste money in a magazine that nobody reads? Because Flex Magazine's horrible. Muscle and Fitness has just turned into a joke. Uh, I mean, it's just nobody cares. We used to call it muscle and fiction. It's just terrible, yeah. you know. I mean, <laughs> so it's we like call, we used to call that literally. It's it called the WWE magazine because there's a professional restaurant at every other magazine. Yeah, like we used other. to call it muscle and fiction. That yeah, was the fucking it's terrible. Term. Well, as yeah. personal trainers, we did because of the advice in there. Uh, yeah. Do they have the, yeah. the same staff writer who's been trying to get his, um, you know, like per, like you know, personal training certification since like '98, like writing all the workouts? Mm. He's like <laughs> wide grip, <laughs> wide grip lat pull downs, four sets of ten. I'm like, I've seen that since the '97 issue oh. of October. Oh. It's just the, the worst workouts ever. Yes. So it actually sounds like, because when Adam first told me about this, I, I thought back to the WBF, right. uh, which back then, it's a, it was a completely different uh, landscape, completely different atmosphere. Let, now, me tell, let me tell you, though, just to be, interrupt real quick. Yeah. The WBFF did extremely well when they introduced in the American market. Um, I remember going to both their world shows in Toronto, and there was like five 6,000 people. Went to the Olympia. There was probably 700 people on the Friday night show. It was I a love terrible this guy. Turnout. This old turd has been around for everything. It was a yeah. terrible <laughs> turnout. He's, he's been around. He was mind pump before he, mind pump. He was. was mind he pump. was. Well, okay, 2012 is like three years ago. Yeah. Not that old. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what? I'm he, just saying. But the WBFF. I mean, it worked for a little bit. Um, but again, like what you said is that originally before social media really blew up, is supplement companies like the Cellular Cores and stuff. It was like. Um, you for you to have value, it had to be on like covers of magazines right, or in magazines, right. but not it's, anymore. Not anymore. So, but you couldn't get published because the the IFP was like, wait a minute, she's a WBFF girl. We're not putting her in a magazine, right? And so the WBFF they moved overseas and they're killing the IFPB and NBC overseas. Like it's just they're doing unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so like that's that's kind of what they had to do. But now with social media, I mean, it's like fuck. I mean, if you had to, if you had to realistically put the top ten highest paid people in this industry on paper. Outside of someone like Jay Cutler, who owns his own line and stuff, um, I'll tell you right now, the top 10 are probably people that don't, don't, even, even, don't compete. even compete. Yeah. Don't even compete. Oh, for I, sure. Not at all. Yeah, sure. Not at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, uh, and that's completely changed the landscape. I mean, 20 years ago, 30 uh -huh. years ago, if you competed and you won Olympia, that's how you kind of got up into the, yeah. that's how you started earning a living, yeah. is by doing that, but not anymore. No. And now you've got companies that are uh, extremely successful that have never sponsored a competing athlete, no. have never been. At you know an Olympia or whatever, a perfect example. One of my best friends owns BPI, um, and he doesn't. Derek doesn't believe in in sponsoring athletes, and, and BPI has quietly turned into almost a half a billion dollar a year you know sales company. Um, wow. But he doesn't see the value, and he, and he's he was thinking ahead of the curve. He's like he's like I have I have no problem with the sport of bodybuilding or competing, but he goes it's such a small segment. We were talking about this earlier about being mainstream. Outside of Quest Nutrition, remember the largest supplement company in, in the United States is still EAS. Can anybody name one EAS and not in bodybuilding? No. no. Can, can you name? Can you name? Can you name one supplement? No. Other than the big bag of protein, that's the only supplement we can think of. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that, the reason EAS still has huge sales is because they sell at Costco and BJ's and Sam's right. the big bag of protein, and that's that's a mainstream product. So pre workouts and post workouts and fat burners and all this stuff, blah blah blah. That's great, but it's a small market segment, right? You know, and, and sponsoring bodybuilders like, hey man, that's great. Phil Heath, you know, pushes gift and nutrition. 
how many people you know use a gifted nutrition product? Right. Nobody. Yeah. How many people do you know actually use like a, a shreds fat burner? Mm-hmm. I know shreds people don't even use shreds fat burners. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered not, about but that. But I'm saying I'm not even saying there's anything wrong with that because no, they no. obviously do do. It's some just sales. a small. But market. like well, you've never really seen it. I've never even seen right, but it. It's, but but it's, it. it's if you're not in like brick and mortar stores, like you're not in like the vitamin shops and the GNCs right. and all that stuff, you don't have market share. Like that's where you want to be, like mainstream. We're talking about like doing supplements that are like you know organic. Yeah, I was just gonna say because if you look at, uh, I was just gonna ask you the future of this industry. It, it, it looks to me, and we've talked about this, we're, we're one of the first, I'd say, fitness people to really even bring this up, and that I, we think that the future of, uh, of fitness supplements is the melding of wellness, health, Absolutely. with performance and fitness. Right. Because in the past, you know, performance supplements were, they prided themselves in looking as chemical as possible. Right. Well, I mean, when you have, you know, major retailers, you know, Safeway and Lucky's all having or- organic sections, and you have Chipotle Voluntarily, yeah. they don't want going te- on test GMO. booster one thousand as their yeah. supplement right. on their counter. <laughs> well, well, you know, wellness is be melting. So it looks like that's the direction of that industry, and I can't. I, I'm actually happy about it because I think it's going to bring people yeah. who aren't super into fitness more into fitness, and yeah. it's going to bring people who are maybe unhealthy in the fitness side maybe look a little bit more into. Longevity and health. Listen, there's always going to be a bodybuilding crowd. There's always going to be a market segment for right. for um, pre workouts and post workouts, those specialized items. But let's look at one thing. The, the five years ago, there wasn't even a company called Quest Nutrition. Okay, right. Four and a half years ago, Tom and his wife Lisa, those guys were uh, they were owning a software, running a software company. And on their own time at night, they were making these bars. They were cutting them by hand in the kitchens. So awesome! You're and kidding me. Yeah, that's how it started. And they were like, oh, this doesn't taste good. They kept redoing it, redoing it. Holy shit. Four and a half years later, Wall Street values them at almost $2 billion. Okay? Now, that kind of growth is unprecedented. We haven't seen that since the software boom. Of- yeah, but they're not. it's not the bodybuilders that are making it. Right, but I'm growth. saying, but listen, yeah. we, we haven't seen that anywhere no. since the 2000s of, of when those, you know, those tech companies and right. stuff grew. But this is a company that actually has physical products. They don't, they don't make a creatine. They don't make a pre-workout. They don't make a post-workout. Just bars. They just have bars, a yeah. healthy, nutritional bar that has caught market share in awesome. mainstream America. It's awesome. awesome. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, uh, it's only the beginning. In five years, they're going to be a $10 billion valuation. I'll bet $10,000 on it because they're moving into mainstream food products, cereals and uh, protein ice cream with no carbs. There you go. Unbelievable. This is there the melding is. that I'm talking yeah. about. There it is. This is the melding that I'm yeah. talking about. When I, I went to the grocery store yesterday. And they was, there was an organic almond milk from, I forgot the name of the company. It's a big company. And it said, uh, protein, uh, you know, super protein almond milk. And it's for like families. Mm-hmm. And it was fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, my point is, you're right. It's all, it's, it, they're, they're totally melding. It's moving into, they're moving into each other. Yeah. And that's yeah. a good, I think that's an awesome I, thing if you're for listening, us. If you're listening right now, I love hearing uh, predictions from other fucking intelligent fitness people in this industry. It's very rare you get to hear that and stuff like that. Like it's. Uh, it's the direction it's going. Uh, you're an idiot if you don't see it. Um, and it, and if you and if you're not willing to uh, adapt and evolve, like you're gonna get stuck with all the rest of the idiots. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, like yeah. I said, here's the thing: here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah. And there's we've all seen enough. There's people that were hugely popular in the fitness industry, but the company for whatever reason went in the wrong direction and they lost their contract. Mm-hmm. And I I can tell you right now, ninety percent of these fitness Instagram celebrity people. Um, the majority of their income comes from their supplement company sponsorship. And we had this conversation earlier. Five of the 10 most well-known supplement companies are probably on shaky ground as far as sales right now. Where they're, I mean, Muscle Farm might not be here in six months. Um, there's a couple Crazy. other. I mean, Gaspari, I mean, Rich doesn't even own it anymore. He's just an employee that has to stay at like $90 hotels a night. I mean, wow. you know, that, that was a company that was approaching $100 million in sales, and they, they just sold for under $10 million. I mean, that's like... Is it because the industry is evolving so quickly that they're not able uh, to stay? I think I think it's mis. I think it's different for every company, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of it's mismanaged. Egos get too big. I think that um, it's great to be an innovator. It's great to be a creator. But when a company grows to a certain size, um, you need to bring in a real CEO. And so I think that you know you've got a, most of the companies in this industry are created by guys who are really into fitness, guys who are into bodybuilding. Maybe they know a little bit of science. That's great. That's great when you're a five million dollar company or a ten million dollar company. Um, there is something to be, I know we had this talk last night yeah. about your page a little bit. There is something to being said for having an MBA, right, understanding right. how to run a business, um, and have, being a true CEO. Well, a smart CEO, in my eyes, look, if I owned a company and it became 10, 20, 30 million dollars, or 100 million, 150 I, million, I would, a real CEO. I would go hire the dude yep. that knows all that shit. Absolutely. Right. That's what you should and, do. And, and the good businessmen do that. I remember, right. I remember, you know, Derek, who, who ran, uh, you know, created BPI. 
I remember when he brought in the guy who used to be the CEO at Ben and Jerry's. I was just like, you brought like Walt, like like he's like, yeah. And he goes, but he goes, he goes, I'm not a real CEO. He goes, yeah, I built this company, but he goes, and, and let me tell you right now, so like, humble to be that. Well, way. think my my father was a vice president at Kodak, and he told me he's like, and he, I remember when I was going through grad school, and he said to me, he's like, the worst kind of company manager is someone that that does that thinks they know everything. Their ego gets in the way. Mm-hmm. He goes, the best kind of leader is someone that takes that listens to everything and takes it all in and then evaluates what he's hearing. Because mm-hmm. the minute you think you know everything, you're dead in the water. It's true. Very and, true. And that's the reason why most of these supplement companies, they blow up, they get big money, then they fail. It's because it's ego. They don't want anybody to say, hey, listen, here are the red flags. You know, Watch out, You know, this and that. Or maybe you shouldn't dump $30 million into expanding protein worldwide and stuff like that. You know, It's like people are like, no, no, I got to have this supplement. Well, listen, there's no margins. You know, right. like, Stick to what you're doing. Right. Grow here, here. Don't. Don't don't spend a half a million dollars on a booth here. Don't do this. Don't do that. People get ahead of themselves. It's mm-hmm. so it's so fitting for the industry mm-hmm. that we're in. It it's, is. It's ego driven. It's, it's ego driven. It's so ego driven. It's so fitting yeah. for what we do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's yeah. like well, the writing is on the wall when you think you about know, it. I got yeah. a que- I got a question about this uh, this new uh, not to keep going back to it, but uh, these keep popping in my head. This new organization, this body, are they gonna are they gonna change the ideal of what they're looking for? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so okay, okay. That's a really great question. Thank you for bringing it up. So. Um, and I know Lee asked me to be a judge. And one of the things that if I do decide to judge, um, in addition, I'll be sitting on the board. Is, but I also – I don't want to see men's physique guys get up there that um, that have gyno. I don't want to see men's physique guys that get up there. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to see guys that, that look overly juiced up for their physique and that just looks – you know, they're so stringy and so dry. Uh, I don't want to see guys get up there. They've been wearing a squeam for six months, and I can't see the definition of their abs. Oh, um, one of my you. good friends, you know, Logan Franklin. Like Logan has the, in my opinion, the ideal, um, you know, men's physique. You know, mm-hmm. and like that's the like Logan's one of those guys that like you know, he he just he trains hard. He can just walk on stage, pass a drug test right after. He just looks ridiculous, mm-hmm. and like that's what I want to use as the model. It's like healthy lifestyle, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Um, you know, clean line, not this crazy vascularity and unproportioned and. You know, you wore a squeam and you're all sucked in and you look like a fucking moron. Like, right. And nor do I want to see bikini girls emaciated on stage with lines through their abs. That's not, you know, you know, that's not. It's so not you're looking for, a, there's more of a healthy. Absolutely. Yeah. Fitness and, 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 and Lee gets it. Um, and he's like, yeah, he said, he's like, are you going to have the audacity to mark people down? For, I go, me? Have the, yeah, I have the audacity. <laughs> Trust me. Well, you know, what's funny is uh, uh, that's actually more marketable. Absolutely. That's only smart. Well, so in addition, like Lee said, he goes, we're going to have the traditional athletic, he's going to call it athletic bikini category, but also like the Hawaiian tropic, like beach body bikini. And that's so more curvy, more, more curvy. Athletic. Girls mm-hmm. that aren't going to have a six pack. Now, this is ingenious to me. Um, this is where I wanted to throw money at him. Yes. They want my money because here, look at all the girls. That's like my the favorite Instagram, category already. Instagram, Instafam, famous girls that have four or five million followers. Those are all curvy girls. Mm-hmm. So you start giving these girls appearance fees, come compete here, invite in, play, you know, compete in this category. Um, and start you know trying to build business with them. One, you've given yourself instant legitimacy and a huge following, but now you're giving yourself a platform for girls who are curvy and attractive to compete. Um, right. The average American girl doesn't want to um, have an eight pack. Doesn't want to have lines through her serratus. She just wants to get in shape. Right. And she doesn't want to have to take drugs. And she doesn't want to take. Uh, you know, Clen and Anavar and her clitoris gets the size of Adam's forehead. <laughs> you know, and, and you, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just. I'm you just, do have a big forehead. You know, but I'm just. He has a five head. But I'm just saying, like, you know, she. You, you don't want like the average girl doesn't want to take all these drugs and ruin herself. Right. She just wants to get in shape and have a platform to do it, and she doesn't want to feel like she has to be part of a team and she has to pose naked or right, be right. part of a federation or or, or FMG or right, FU right, or whatever right. it's called to compete. She just wants to have a fair playing field. Right. And that's what it's going to be. So so the judging is going to be. Different too, yeah, absolutely. Is, okay, this is phenomenal. It is. This it is really absolutely is. phenomenal. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.